0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend
1: doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai,
2: there's joy in every journey. There are offenses that regardless of how amazing your defense is, they are going to get you. The Buffalo Bills are going to get you. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to get you. Hell, the Atlanta Falcons just got you, right? While their offense isn't incredible, it's still one of the better offenses in the NFL right now. It's a top 10 offense right now, and Arthur Smith is coordinating that offense as the head coach with way less talent on the offensive side of the ball than the 49ers have objectively the 49ers are better in every single position on the offensive side of the ball than the Falcons the Falcons just put up 28 points sorry 21 points on what was the the best defense in the NFL the problem is is they're so injured now you can't you can't rely on them pitching a shutout you can't rely on them holding teams to 10 to 14 points right 21 points is still the lowest output that Atlanta offense has generated so far this season. So they still did their job. The 49ers got shut out in the second half, right? That usually happens to them in the first half, not the second half. The 49ers as a, as an offense, as a team, and as a franchise have been a second half team, a second half franchise since Shanahan has been here, right? Al, you talked about it. The record in the first eight weeks is Putrid compared to the record in the second eight weeks, right? Which, again, what is the name of the game? The name of the game is getting to the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl. Would you rather be better in the second half than the first half? Absolutely. But at some point, at some point, you have got to just declare yourselves, here we are, stop us, right? You do something. And the problem is, he's so obsessed and married to the run game that the only thing that he can do is tie his passing game to his run game. When is the passing game most effective? When the run game is effective and play action works. Where is the non-play action pass game? Where is it? Where is it in your playbook? Where is the creative non, uh, non-play action passing game? I don't see it, and I haven't. And that's the problem is when they get down, they don't have a drop back passing game to rely on. And it's either one of two things. It's either one Kyle Shanahan doesn't know how to design it or two. Kyle Shanahan is so afraid of his quarterback throwing interceptions that he just refuses to allow him to do anything. Did Jimmy Garoppolo through throw two interceptions in this game? Absolutely. The first one at the end of the half, I don't care, whatever that's the end of the half. You're trying to do something. I don't blame him for that one. And then the second one, I still don't blame Jimmy for that one. So ultimately, what, like, what, what is was your a shit plan? Brian, uh-huh? that, that was a shit throw—the <laughs> one to destroy. Sure, sure, but at the same time, like, if you blame Jimmy Garoppolo for an interception, then everyone thinks, well, then Jimmy Garoppolo lost the game. Jimmy Garoppolo did not lose that game. Jimmy Garoppolo should have been a reason why they won that game. The reason that they lost that game is because there was zero. Zero creativity in that offensive game plan. I I don't care if you lose a game. Please don't bore me on the offensive side of the ball. And that's what you did.
1: You know, it's it's funny. So Zane, you brought up the Saints game and Brian, you're talking about creativity. I remember watching the Saints game and I thought this is the tip of the iceberg, right? You have the pass from Sanders to Mostert. They had the one play. I think it was Use check. and he pitched it to Mostert, if I remember right. But they like handed the ball off to Use check and then Use pitched it to Mostert, and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is the tip of the iceberg. Here we go. He's got all his pieces. And I remember waiting in the Super Bowl, like waiting for something like that to happen and being like, all right, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay, what's well, gonna he's gonna do it now. And just nothing. Nothing. I feel like I've just been waiting for that. Like you, you the, the blue balls offense. I've just been waiting for it for years, and it's not happening. And I don't know what he's waiting for. I think he wants to win games 17 to 13. That's what he's coaching like. Get out there, let your guys make plays. I talked about them underachieving on offense. You have so much talent there. And I like that the, the first, I think, I don't remember the exact number, but it was Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle. They had all the targets to start the game. So thank God you're finally getting all three of these guys involved, and you had the two quick touchdowns to tie the game. But he has all this talent, and they, they can't score? 21 points a game in their last 15 games? It's a trend now. It's a trend. How do you have this much talent in week after week you can't put together dynamic offensive performance? When was the last dynamic offensive performance this team had? Was it the Saints game? I I don't I can't even remember. Not like they scored 30 points against Carolina because the defense scored and Carolina's off like a dynamic offensive game. I don't even know.
2: That that first game against the Rams last the year. The Rams, yeah. The Debo the, the game where Debo went off. Yeah. That would being, at that, that would
1: I don't remember I don't even remember. Was that dynamic? Are we calling that dynamic? I have to look that one up now. I mean, was it was, still, more, okay, so it was just Debo going off. We thought of one. And that was the thing last year, too. Like, last year, they were putrid offensively. Debo just put on his Superman cape. Debo bailed that team out week after week. Oh, it's third and 15, and we got six points against the Bears. Let's throw it two yards by the line of scrimmage to Debo, and he ran it 80 yards. If he doesn't do that, you know what I mean? So, like, it's not like – you know, Kyle did all this stuff up, and the offense started clicking. No, you had one guy kind of put the team on his back offensively. But it has to change. And look, if they get it together and they win, the NFC is garbage. They'll probably make the playoffs. But if they win 10 games, great. Then then again, you, you've you won 10 games back-to-back seasons. Maybe you're onto to something. But right now, all I see is inconsistency. Uh, that, that's all I see. I, I don't see them as a team that I look at every year, and you're like, well, I'm scared to play them. You don't know what team's going to show up ever. Ever. and the defense looked like it was so good this year it didn't matter but now they're hurt and now the offense has to step up and the offense didn't have to score 50 points they have to score 50 points they just scored 28 and not give up a point so they're not give up a touchdown so if you didn't give up a touchdown and you scored 24 you would have won not asking for the world here but they got to start carrying their weight and, and they have the drops have to stop these injuries my god I mean, are you kidding me? And I'm so sick of hearing too. I know turf isn't great. I know people get hurt on turf. I understand that. And I was talking last week. I think she should get rid of it. I I don't like it. But at the same point, teams play their whole all their home games there. Mm-hmm. Their whole team isn't hurt every single year. So yeah. like something's going on. And I'm not blaming Kyle for the injuries, but there's some kind of disconnect somewhere with this team. I, I just I I just I don't know what it is. I'm not in the building. But George Kittle, I'll let you guys react, but I want to talk about what George Kittle said because George Kittle finally finally called 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 out the team a little bit.
0: So I think that's what you're referring to the the Kittle thing. So I I saw that and I was like kind of my my eyebrow, raised my eyebrows a little bit because I didn't think that. Well, I mean, we knew that effort was was an issue, but I didn't think that they were at the point where they needed calling out. And yeah, that's what is that? That's a, that's a coaching thing. They come unprepared, weren't ready to play. They they did not. They were not ready to play, and this happens far too often for a head coach of Kyle Shanahan's supposed caliber. And I think it's funny because people may not agree with this, but I I think that the the comparison is apt. I feel like Kyle Shanahan is the Jimmy Garoppolo of head coaches where you don't know what you're getting from one week (laughs) to the next. You can get a fantastic performance. Like the last two weeks against Carolina and the week prior, he was fantastic. Kyle Kyle was really good in in the prior two weeks. And so was Jimmy, right? And now you know you get you you get this weird convoluted game plan where you're you know you get you get the ball to Ayuk a ton in the first half and you get away from the second half and then like all of a sudden time you trying to catch up and get the ball to Kittle. It's just I you know the things that are basic offensive concepts like like screen passes to your running backs, angle routes like dump offs to your running backs, like running no huddle when when you have an up tempo sort of offense and you want to be able to gas the defense and you want to take control momentum back from the game like little things like that But how many teams have we seen how many times have we seen seen teams go no huddle on the 49ers defense to start a game or to start a half mix it up or to start a quarter happens all the time like it's so predictable like it's it's kind of funny this is this is like a nothing thing but it kind of is the the concept of Kyle's offense becoming predictable to me is like encapsulated in this one thing so the quarter's running down there's about 10 seconds left Niners have the ball what's they they line up on the line what do you think they're going to do They're not snapping it, right? We know this every single time they're the ball. Like you know that Jimmy's going to go hard count. He's not going to snap it, right? It's like if you if you continuously show the same stuff year in year out, it's why the Debo sweeps aren't working. The Debo runs aren't working anymore because the league is the league has caught on to it. And the unfortunate reality is that the the, Kyle's offense is good. Yes, it is good. I'm not doubting that. But the it's a copycat league, and the rest of the league has started to run these things. And you're seeing it game in and game out from different opponents, and everybody's kind of getting hip to this. And and now the Niners don't really have as much as, of an edge as they did. So, like, I, I just the, – the problem for me is that I, I don't know what the team's going to do because we don't know what team is going to show up because we don't know what Kyle is going to show up and we don't know what Jimmy's going to show up. And when you have that many variables that are so erratic, it makes for, like, a 3-3 three and three season. Like, guys, they, they have looked like they can beat nobody in two of these three losses. Like, the Denver game, they look like they can beat nobody. In this game, they look like they beat nobody, at least at least on the offensive side.
1: And here's and what Kittle me, said. Let, sorry, let me right. throw the Kittle quote out so we don't. We're the San Francisco 49ers. We have a standard to play at. We play at a very high level with a lot of energy and 100% effort on every play. I haven't watched the tape yet, but I don't know if we gave that today at every single position. That is damning mm-hmm. for George Kittle, want, who is positive to come out and say that.
2: You want to know what's frustrating? Is somebody asked Shanahan that today, basically, I think essentially did you hear Kittel? I that wasn't the question wasn't did you hear Kittle but the question was do you think that the and basically the energy level of the team was down and and Shanahan's response was no I think we played with fine energy and so there's but a disconnect there, right real about there's anything. there yeah there's a disconnect there does he believe that I don't know but to to follow up you know Zane and I both said that that uh Rams game and then I looked it up and while the score was 31 to 10, there was that uh, Jimmy Ward uh, pick six. And so Mm -hmm. the offense actually only scored 24 in that game. So honestly, it would be the 34 point game against the Vikings last year and the 31 point game against the Falcons last year. Uh, All of that was offensive production. Uh, There wasn't any defensive uh, scoring in those games. So again, we're talking about two games in the last, what, however many we said, or or I guess uh, 41 against the lions. So, the question is wh- where where does this get better? Where does where do we go from here as an offense? And I I don't know I don't know that there's an answer. And and then the other question I have is are we? There's either two things happened this past Sunday. One, it smelled like a trap game. I said it last week. This smells like a trap game. Still thought that they would win, but it smells like a trap game as you're looking ahead to Kansas City, L.A. by Chargers, right? That four-week stretch is going to be brutal. That's going to be a tough stretch. Were you caught looking ahead? Possibly, right? Or the flip side of that is, is there just too much brain drain from this offensive coaching staff that Shanahan has not been able to fill it back in with guys like Anthony Lynn and guys like uh, Bobby Sloick and guys like uh, Clint Kubiak and Brian Greasy and right. Like all of, all of the offensive staff that was here in 2019 when the 49ers had their best offense, I don't believe any of them remain except for Bobby Turner. Bobby Turner is the only one. And he just came back. It's the only part of the coaching offensive coaching staff that still remains in San Francisco to this day. Everybody else Is gone. Is it, has it just been too much to overcome? And so we're seeing the growing pains of trying to figure out how to bring all these new voices, these new ideas and kind of bring them together. Or is he being too stubborn and not even accepting ideas from, from the new guys? I don't know, but there is an issue with this offense and, and, and it's, it's evident and it's obvious. The question is how does it get fixed? And I I don't I don't I don't have an answer. I don't do either one of you guys think you, you know, at least have some insight into at least where we might be able to go from here?
1: Uh, that that's the frustrating part for me is I understand there were coaching changes, but this has gone now a couple years. Really the last two and a half seasons where I feel like there's been offensive issues even even with the starting quarterback on the field. There's just too much talent there. I I, I don't Brian I, w- I wish I had an answer to that. I I would probably be a very rich man if I did. I I can't imagine what the disconnect is. There's just too much talent there for them not to be scoring. I will say this though, and, and I don't know that this is going to happen, but Kittle obviously that like I said that was a damning telling thing because he's never said anything like that before. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo had had a lot of backing in that locker room. The 49ers treated Jimmy Garoppolo like absolute dog shit. And you cannot like Jimmy, and you can say well he deserved it, he's not a good quarterback. They publicly looked to replace him. It was a circus last year. He's working out on the side field. And even Jimmy said, well, they made me come and do that. And now he's kind of pushed back into this. If they don't win and there's these issues, could you see a divide? Right? We've seen crazier things. So, again, they could go on a winning streak and, and this could all be for naught. But I just think when you start to see these frustrations and these cracks in the armor and people saying things like that, and listen, anybody looking at the Jimmy Garoppolo situation who doesn't have red and gold colored glasses on, that was a pretty dysfunctional year and a half, two years with that. I don't know if – take yourself, if you're a 49ers fan listening to this, take yourself out of your 49ers fan shoes and look at it if this was, I don't know, the Bills or the Cowboys or whatever, and they treated Dak Prescott like that for a year and a half. You'd be like, oh, if I was Dak, I'd want to get the hell out of there. So, you know, don't, don't start with everything's kumbaya. There's definitely, you you know, not everybody loves their boss. Not everybody loves their coach. If you're winning it, cures all, but with this stuff coming up, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but.
0: Yeah, I think that there's you brought up some examples of some coaches earlier. I'm not saying at all that Kyle will be fired or should be fired, but what I'm saying is that the argument that people put forth is that Kyle he's taken them to, to a Super Bowl and a championship game in the two years he's had healthy teams and, and this and that. He also has three-time lost seasons, right? And there has been – I think there's been no 49ers coach that has, has had more than three or three or more. Right. I think that, that's what the stat was. So there's there's two sides to this coin here. And some of the examples that you brought up earlier, like Ron Vera, John Fox, Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl and was fired. Doug mm-hmm. Peterson won a Super Bowl and Peterson, was fired. Yeah. Like, it's just – like. The NFL is such a what have you done for me lately league, especially at the head coaching position. It's one of the most volatile positions in all of sports because all the games matter every season, and people expect immediate results because those games do matter. And you can turn around see season very quickly. It's not like baseball; you have a long season, and you have a, like a like a salary disparity where the Yankees are spending the the GDP of a small country to to field a team, and then you have the A's over here who are just like you know like a snack shack team. You know, it's not like the NBA where you have one superstar can change a team. It's it's very different. So I think people's expectations are shaped that way, and when people say that they want better out of their coach or their team, it comes from that sort of place where it's like they want results sooner than I don't know six years down the line. Like this was supposed to be the year that all right Trey comes in and the Niners are really taking off. Or whatever, all right he gets hurt, they got Jimmy, not a big deal, right? They but like a lot of the problems that have persisted throughout Kyle's tenure here, they're still here. And I think maybe that's what Kittle sees. He sees a lot of the same things, a lot of the same things happening in the locker room or in games or with the coaching staff or whatever it may be, and he's frustrated. And that's that's my best guess. Is I think it's, not, it's 100% speculation on my part. But my thing is that, look, Kyle Shannon, you're a smart dude. If you're as smart as everybody says you are and everybody thinks you are, you're going to find a solution to this. One way or another, you're going to find a solution. And... It's not that your quarterback can't throw it deep or your team can't execute this, that, or the other. Like there's small little things that you need to take care of. Like Tevin Coleman, like look, he had a great catch against the Panthers and he had that touchdown that got, you know, sealed the game that was really good. But he's averaging two and a half yards a pop on 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 the ground after averaging one point nine yards a carry in his last season in 2020 with the Niners. So you're you're not telling me that, you know, Mason or TDP can can do any worse than that. And their running game is is a linchpin for this offense. If the run doesn't work, their offense is not going to go. And Tevin Coleman, you've been there, done that. You know what he can bring to the table. Why not give one of these young guys a shot and see what they can do? Look, Burieda came from somewhere. Mostert came from somewhere. Jeff Wilson Jr. came from somewhere. Right? They weren't guys that were supposed to be the de facto starters on those teams. They all came from somewhere. And it's to me, it's just it's kind of mind boggling that all right, cool. Tevin Coleman had those two plays in that game, right? But aside from that, he's literally in both of his last stints with the Niners done nothing. And again, it's not Tevin Coleman's fault. This is one example, right, of, of the little things that Kyle can be doing. And to me, that's what that's what my biggest gripe with him is, is that he doesn't do the little things. He wants to have these flashy plays and be a really good play designer. But when it comes to deploying those play designs and calling them and executing them, there's there's a disconnect.